WKNC 88.1. You guys are listening to Carolina Grown right now. Um, I am joined right now in the studio by a couple of the good folks uh, that are a part of the North Carolina Music Love Army. Um, I am here right now with Caitlin Carey and John Lindsay, who are the co-founders of this. And I am also joined by Skylar Gadaz. Hopefully I pronounced your name correctly. That's pretty good. That's pretty yeah. good. Wonderful. And um, they have just released uh, the album for the uh, North Carolina Music Love Army called We Are Not For Sale. Uh, came out on Tuesday. Um, if you guys were listening in last week, uh, gave away a copy of that album to some listeners. And they are going to be celebrating their album release show uh, Saturday, November 30th at the Cat's Cradle. It's going to be a really big event. I'm really excited to see how this all turns out. Um, so first off, thanks for joining me. Oh, we're so glad to be here. Thank you very much for for inviting us. Hello. Hello. All right. So, um, how how did you guys decide to organize the North Carolina Music Love Army, and kind of how long did it take everything to come together? <laughs> how long did it take? Um, not very long. Maybe not long enough. We've been really flying uh, fast and and by the seat of our pants a little bit, which is has been exciting and and also difficult. But um, but but we. We started by uh, by attending the Moral Monday rallies and feeling inspired by them, and then uh, and then our friend Django Haskins posted a, a a video of a song that he had written to um, to to address <laughs> the, the the legislation that was being handed down, and 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 John saw that heard that song saw that video quickly penned his own song and then uh and then john and i got on the phone and decided that that there needed to be a musical movement a response Coalition in song uh, yeah uh, and 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 we just felt real real certain that when we called on our our musician colleagues they would come and they did and and, and it was everything was able to move so fast from from the idea into the studio in less than a month so so that's breakneck and fun and exciting especially for musicians i know i know it moves sometimes it doesn't go at exactly a quick pace but it seems like it all came together very quickly as you were saying it all kind of steamrolled and there's a lot of really really big musicians from around the area that have contributed tracks for the album and have just in general kind of been out at some of the events like this I know uh, off the top of my head, I know Stu McLam was involved with some. Um, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger has a track on the album. Um, Shirley Ammons, as we were just talking about her a little bit earlier. Um, there's a lot of really exciting All people. All good things. We love Shirley very much. Yes, and it's it's a lot of kind of different styles coming together. Um, how did you guys work out the, the writing duties with this? Did everyone kind of write their own tracks? Was there a little bit of collaboration going on with this? Or was it, I, I need this, who comes in? Um, so what we did was we sort of had a core group of songs that we started with. As Kaylin mentioned, there was the Django song. There was the demo uh, for the song that I did, which we actually went with another song that I did on for the record um, in the end. <clears throat> but we had that, and then Caitlin and Sherlet had their collaboration for My Body Politic. Um, and Snooze had submitted a wonderful song, um, North Carolina, We're Better Than This. So we had this. Oh, and Lynn. Oh, and Lynn. And Lynn Blakey. Once, once we came up with the name, the NC Music Love Army, Lynn mm -hmm. Blakey came in and wrote our 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 sort Love Army anthem based title based track, off the name. Kinda, yeah, exactly. So we so we had this core group of songs 
before <clears throat> before we even sort of knew the scope of the project is it going to be an ep is it going to be lp what are we going to do we knew two things one of them was to your earlier point that moving fast seemed to have something to do with how or why this could work and like electrify people and sort of capture the spirit in the summertime that was going on around right. the movement so we knew that we didn't know what else to do with it but it seemed important that we'd move um, and then we knew, okay, we have this small pile of songs. Do we just kind of record those and, and, you know, shove them out there, trot them out really quick? Or do we think about it for a minute and kind of try to grow this project? And we elected to take those five and make it the A side of our record where we would sort of, you know, completely produce and, and take all the reins creatively on those songs. Um, which ended up happening. And then with the the other half of the record, we had the idea to open it up to submissions from sort of the at-large musical community of the state. And gosh, when we put the call out for submissions, it was crazy. Like our, our Facebook page just got inundated with like, I don't even know how many messages of songs and demos. And so we sorted through all that stuff. We weeded through a bunch of great submissions. By the way, thank you, Everybody, I know there's so many folks we couldn't even write back who sent us cool songs. Um, but, you know, we went through all that stuff, and then we ended up picking the five that you hear on the B-side of the record. to And be. the B-side we're referring to fondly as the gorilla side. So there's right. the Love Army side and then the Gorilla Army side. <laughs> and what, so what sparked the decision to, to, I guess, unofficially name the B-side the gorilla side? Well, we didn't uh, we didn't sort of come in the same way as we did on the A side. I guess just real quick logistically, with those A side songs, we, you know, sort of we did a live rehearsal at the Pinhook. Maybe you heard about where Definitely. we kind of had this large cast of characters come in, and literally on a Saturday, we invited the news media and we invited all of our players and singers, and we just threw a party in the Pinhook. And thank you, Pinhook Kim and everybody, Pinhook, you're amazing. We just did this live rehearsal and filmed it and had a great time with the intention of the very next day going into Greg Elkin's studio and cutting those five songs. So the difference is we sort of worked, I guess I, I hate this word curated, but we sort of curated those B-side gorilla songs in that they are our sensibility. We did sort of you know work with the artists, but we didn't sort of hover over them as tightly as obviously we did when we did our a side songs right so we kind of those came in over a slower period of weeks and the a side is sort of characterized by by a big group in the studio with lots of gang vocals and mm -hmm. um you know it's not super heavy instrumental production there's not a ton of instruments on everything but there are a ton of voices and 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 a big unified sort of army spirit which was mm -hmm. really really fun it was the um it's the largest group of musicians I've ever worked with at once, and it all went down in a day, and everybody was so, um, I'm sure Skylar, maybe maybe you have some perspective. Yeah. Will you talk a little bit about what it was like the, in the studio? Oh, yeah, it was, <laughs> um, it was insane. There, it was, I just recall it was one day, and it was hot outside, and, and people just kept coming. Like every five minutes, somebody new would come, somebody would leave. It was like a rotating door of... Of people, um, awesome, awesome musicans, and then there was pizza. There was pizza. Yeah, people just <laughs> kept bringing us food and whiskey, and it was great. It was a great time, and um, there was just a feeling of camaraderie and appreciation between, you know, 
it it's so rare that musicians get to collaborate in a way like this about about something like this and so it's awesome to like everybody's each other's fans you know and and to get to work on that with with people that you admire and then inspire you and it was it really felt like that it was pretty magical that's way true and i'll say this one thing and i'll just be honest a lot of people will lie about this but the truth is collaboration is really hard in music you know and it almost i mean (laughs) every band you're not still in it didn't work out you know yeah and i will say that um this is the one project for me that was not only a collaboration but a mega collaboration that i don't know why maybe it's because of what we're doing with it and the sentiment behind it but it was ridiculously seamless nobody had any ego it was all magic and like skylar said that's the word and everybody was imagine you know trying to corral 25 musicians several engineers and you know (laughs) everybody was just patient and saintly and uh, like uh, certain people needed to, yeah like Jake Kuchma stood around to for to wait for to sing <laughs> yeah. his one verse and Skylar was trying to leave to go to work and we're like no you have to stay for the gang vocals at the very end at two in the morning please can you just <laughs> and everybody just the, the this project has been incredible that way just the amount of of yeses and I, I'll I'll do anything people have been driving from far far and wide to come and do appearances Skylar today gave us our whole day to do some media you know it's just been i've been overwhelmed by by the generosity of of all the musicians and all the you know people have recorded and mixed for free it's just been remarkable how how and it's so fun when when you call someone for a favor and you timidly say what do you think about it and they say yeah sure (laughs) well the the cool thing about it when you ask people is it excuse me you know you're you're not Versus like, hey, I need this for my band or like my John Lindsay record or whatever. This is completely not that. This is like, I hey, need... you want to come change the world with <laughs> yeah, us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no that? ego in this. Like me and Caitlin are like, we don't care. This is think of the Love Army as you own this person we've never met before. This is your band for you. You know, so when we ask like, hey, Greg Elkins, can we record it? You don't feel kind of as... Like you're putting someone out the way you're like, right. hey, can I come mix my song? You know. And two, I think that over <clears throat> and over from artists and and others who have lent their themselves to this, it's it, we've heard people say, oh, we were waiting to be able to do something proactive towards to to not just be angry and upset about about these laws that are flying out. We want to, you know, and and it just has been so gratifying to be able to to be a part of that. So. Yeah, and of course for those that aren't aware there were a lot of laws that in many people's minds really regress the state of North Carolina between, you know, the abortion laws, the voter ID laws that we still have a lot of conflict over. Racial um, Justice Act. Being yes, yes. And it's there's a lot of negative the stuff that goes on around it. But it's it seems like out of these like dark times that we have a lot of this stuff kind of comes out. And, you know, a lot you know, and back in the 60s when the protest movement was really kicking in, there was a lot of negative stuff happening. And it seems like out of this, these bad times, a lot of good stuff comes from it. Um, so have you guys written songs like this, like protest songs or a lot of politically infused songs uh, before the Love Army came together? Or is this kind of a first excursion for you guys? 
I, I, for me, this is the first time that I've tried to write in this, in this form. <clears throat> and I think, you know, we were all very clear going into the project that we wanted these songs to be specifically really protest songs and sing-alongs and anthems and bring people in songs and, you know, raise, raise your voice. Um, it's an, it's an interesting form to take on. Uh, it's, I found it sort of easy because I was so mad. The song that I wrote kind of fell out. Um, but also, you know, to, 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 to speak about issues specifically and have it not be clunky rhymes. Uh, it's, it's interesting writing and, and, but no, I hadn't. And I think a lot of folks, uh, on this record would say, no, I don't write political music, but man, now I do. <laughs> well, you know, totally. I'll say a couple things. We did a show here with Adam Kincaid. Um, we love you, Adam, uh, who, uh, Caitlin and I discussed at length, almost specifically just that subject the whole time. Right. Like what's our personal background with the genre of protest songs? Have we stepped to it before and all that? And just to surmise, summarize that real quick, <clears throat> you know, me personally couldn't, in my own career couldn't be farther from what we, what we've done here, just, just as I would uh, categorize myself as a, you know, more of a, like a pop artist, you know, or pop singer or whatever. And so, no, not for me, I would say, you know, the people that come to mind in our collective, you know, maybe like Jason Kuchma, Charlotte, there's people whose music I think of them and I, I do hear elements in their catalog that are not overtly, you know, that, but they've definitely entered into that world before definitely. on their own records. But uh, that was a big thing for us is we're like, okay, we're stepping to an established genre where you, what do you think? You immediately think Bob Dylan, Woody Guthrie, you know, uh, Pete Seeger, you think Joan Baez. So there's this like sacred shrine of stuff that exists in this world. And we're like, all right, well, how do we acknowledge the total validity of, and brilliance of that and sort of look at what made those songs successful? Why did they work? Why were they effective? Well, they're simple. They're sing-along friendly. They have they call out all of the stuff that's happening, but then they also, they're not just angry. They're not just negative. They offer up like, okay. And so this is going on. Well, here's what we need to do now. They have a positive suggestion. They're like, this is the way we need to go. We're on the wrong course. This is the right course. So we sort of learned that stuff in like a, you know, trial by uh, fire or whatever. I'm probably mixing metaphors there, but we, we just learned that as we went along and it sort of it remains true, I think, to this day because we've sort of, even after the album, we've done a few more new songs and we feel like the record's successful artistically for what it is. And uh, it's those principles. We're like, let's honor what's happened, but let's not try to do that. You know, let's not be like, hey, this is Dylan stuff. You know, let's right. do our own thing. And like Caitlin said, when you're singing about fracking and you know these these women's health issues and the just the language and the verbiage when you're using words that are so clunky you know in a conversation and you're trying to put them in a two and a half minute accessible very catchy you know folk pop anthem you know it's super intimidating at first because you're like gosh how do i say you know how am i going to talk about uh disenfranchised Voter. <laughs> voters and like what am I going to rhyme with disenfranchised in like three and a half minutes yeah and not totally be like oh god you know, people are like what is this crap mm -hmm. so I mean I will say to you dear listener that has not heard this record like I promise I don't know how we did it but we we really tried hard and we, we pulled that off like the songs humbly I will listen to them to this day and be like man that's just a catchy song that happens to say 
a lot of hyper-specific issue-based stuff that relates to the people of this state and this battle that we're in, and it worked. You know, it, it doesn't suck. <laughs> Definitely, and uh, I know around the summer, um, the one campaign uh, with Bono from U2, of course, they did a lot with protest songs, so it was interesting that this came about around the same time. Um, they brought out a lot of campaigns where they had, you know, like very popular musicians currently take on their favorite protest songs to bring it to a new generation to kind of allow mm -hmm. them the awareness of knowing like that this this can do a lot of stuff for you. Um, how much of an impact do you guys think that protest songs are capable of having on a community? I mean, I think just, I think a huge impact. I think about um, one of my favorite protest songs is the Neil Young um, song, uh, what's the name of it? Four Dead in Ohio. Yeah. Or the CSNY even, I can't remember, but Neil Young singing... Um, and that's a hyper-specific song. You know, it talks about Ohio. It talks specifically about um, what happened. And to this day, it's still, you can just hear the sort of fire that's in the song and that got everybody so, you know, around that movement. And I think a lot of those songs are, when I listened to them when I was younger and um, I, I thought about, like, that's what it means to be a musician when you grow up. You have this, like, community of people that that like are watching the world and like writing about the world and writing about what affects everyone. Um, and, and they like support each other and they, and they live in this, in that sort of lens through that lens together. Um, and, and, and I, that's why I think it totally, totally can have an effect on people because it just, that sentiment sort of carries through and the idea of community in the arts too, which is, I talked about before, but that's one of the things I love about, this project is that we're not just these like isolated, you know, human beings who have problems with specific things that are going on. We're like part of a greater community um, that that can sort of unite together and and speak to speak to all those things. Right. And it seems also like, you know, when the Love Army started, uh, there were some performances going on at the Moral Monday protests. Um, how? How did that come about, and what was the reception like out at these protests? You know, um, what what kind of atmosphere do you guys get to feed off of? Because I'd imagine you know, like the energies abound at these things. Unfortunately, I wasn't in Raleigh uh, over the summer to get to check any of them out. But you know, it's every single week you heard something new, um, and a good bit of it, you know, like I would hear kind of coming back into, you know, like I heard, oh, cool, Caitlin Carey is out there doing something at Moral Monday. So like. How did all that come about? Was that like a very organized thing or did you guys just kind of like guerrilla style just post up and play your music? <laughs> uh, well, you you don't get to get up on that stage guerrilla style. You have to, there was a little security around the stage. <laughs> no, so we were invited to to perform and I think that the, um, that's one of the, the amazing things about the, about the Moral Monday movement was that they, that the organizers were um, calling for, a, you know, coalesce in, in other words they're inviting leaders from all different kinds of organizations and and very quickly just through social media we became one of the organizations that was you know a a, a player and uh, in that in that arena and and so you know we were as surprised as anyone to receive the invitation to be to be on the stage but um 
but yeah, I think that 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 has been part of the power of this particular movement is is their embracing uh, and pulling in um, in a way that that sometimes doesn't happen. Um, so, and, and and to get at what you're what you're talking about, it was like the the whole movement also was so um, exciting. It 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 felt and and continues to feel. Um, what am I trying to say? I, I feel like a lot of progressives have felt isolated for a long time, and it was just so exciting to stand right. shoulder to shoulder in this movement that that did feel like finally we can all all these groups can come together and find expression in one place and stand shoulder to shoulder and express ourselves. It was really empowering. Well, ex that's exactly right. And, you know, first of all, we never thought we'd do four of them. We had, uh, you know, our member Laurelyn Dossett sang, Django Haskins sang. Uh, we had uh, the all-female-led Moral Monday where Caitlin and Lynn and Andrea uh, and Charlotte and, and I somehow got to be a part of that. It was so sweet of you guys to let me join you at the – I think I was like the only dude that day. But anyway – Right, and then I had actually the first Charlotte Moral Monday – they were so nice enough to invite me to come sit. And our other love, another Love Army member, Slade Baird from uh, the band Amigo, joined me on that uh, Dear Mr. McCrory song, which I had written like the night before and was still finishing like a verse going up to the podium, literally. But I will say this about that talking about the togetherness and how the energy in a, a, a space like that with that many bodies who are all fired up for the same cause. Um, we had that same experience when we first, to take it back to your initial question about how this started, we we were fired up and we were like, gosh, we'll just join something because there's got to be like a protest ban. We can just go be like, hey, can we be in this, you know, with all you guys who are already doing this? So, we, you know, we never wanted to like to start this thing to we had to, you know, because right. we wanted to join something because we felt like we're, we want to add our voice to this, but there was nothing to add our voice to. So that's how we started this, really. We had to start it to be a part of something like this. And then the organizers of Moral Monday, to uh, Caitlin's point, were smart enough and nice enough to realize that the more you know, folks got to feel like they had a stake in, in that event, you know, that series of events, um, they realized very rightfully so that that makes people really be like, man, this is my thing too. You know, like we're all in this, we all have a, a voice here. So I think they're, that they were, they are, the organizers are really right on and really brilliant with how they, you know, give everybody a seat at the table. And it's great to look out from the podium and you see like a sign that's like, you know, this synagogue from Greensboro or Asheville. And then there's like, you know, people would like sort of represent, like they do a jazz fest or something where you, you, fly a flag that right. says you know, where you're from. It's great. You see, this is so diverse. It's people from all over the state, from every kind of, you know, uh, background and, and group. And, you know, so just to throw that in there, I mean, it, it, it does add to the sensation of excitement, definitely, to be a part of something so cross-pollinated. And we are going to jump into a brief break, but before we take that break, we are about to listen to uh, John and Skylar performing that Dear Mr. McCrory song that John was just talking about. Um, as I've mentioned earlier, uh, the album release show is going to be celebrated uh, tomorrow for you listeners. That is going to be on November 30th at the Cat's Cradle. It's going to be a really big event. It's going to be really exciting. 
Uh, we will be back with a little bit more conversation about the Love Army and the Moral Monday protests right here on Carolina Grown. WKNC 88.1. You guys were just listening to some music from the North Carolina Music Love Army. Uh, they are going to be performing tomorrow night for you listeners. That is November 30th at the Cat's Cradle, celebrating their album release for We Are Not For Sale, um, which is, of course, titled after that Django Haskins song. 
which kind of started this whole thing. That album came out on this past Tuesday, uh, and it's fantastic. But one of the things I'm really interested in is, have you guys heard any sort of reception from the right about these songs? We we haven't we haven't heard too much except for a really amazing musical response. <laughs> really? Oh, you didn't no, hear I about didn't this? Know. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad you asked. We can't wait to tell you. Yeah, we got we. Uh, 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 I'm I'm not exactly sure who penned this, but um, they came out with a sort of karaoke Casio keyboard version of uh, or, or spoof uh, what do you call it spoof parody. on parody on parody. Manic Monday just another Marxist Monday. Marxist Monday just another oh. Marxist oh, wow. Monday and it was really fabulous and we appreciate that I have to say something about that that's exactly what happened but here's the deal that just goes to show the fundamental backwardsness of the other side because <laughs> They're, they're, what they did was demonstrate, excuse me, I'm very partisan, <laughs> but what it demonstrated was they're like, oh, what they're doing is like, this is like karaoke because they totally missed the point that we wrote these songs from zero right. and we had a very, you know, very intensive editing process. And this is a lot of artistry humbly went into this and this is all our stuff. And I have to point out in our defense, since you asked, the response, it wasn't even in the same like arena of, you know, song fightery, if you will. Yeah. And the, it's like that we heard, you know, we saw some right wing blog and it had the track and we clicked it. I remember being at Caitlin's house and we were like, okay, this is straight up a parody of, you know, Manic Monday or whatever. And, you know, with horrible lyrics and like a canned track that w and it just showed they had no clue what we were really doing you know and that they what they thought we were doing was that because that's what they did and it's it kind of like the thankful tuesday thing that popped up and mm, not like much really came people from that went to it. yeah uh, and one thing that i'm interested in is have you guys found that you're you've like converted anyone or does this seem in a nice way of kind of like we're preaching to the we're choir we're a Marxist cult that's right, <laughs> that's come, right. Come, join. come join us we have no, social we drink socials I doubt it I hope so but um, I, I think we won't I don't know if we'll change anyone's mind that seems in our day and age to be pretty difficult but I do hope that what we will do is rally the people who do feel the way we do. And, and this is, I mean, I want to say in all seriousness that, that this is not a partisan, um, this is not a partisan discussion. We feel that this is a moral discussion. That. It doesn't, uh, we don't, we don't need anybody to be a Democrat. We'll, we'll take you how you are. Um, we just think that government needs to, be moral and take care of people and not let them be hungry and sick and abandoned and um and and I feel like the issues that are on the table now are are very much that dire this is not um this isn't about what you think about fiscal you know conservatism or what this is about um people starving and Dying yeah, access to is not and affordable. not being able to go to the doctor and not being able to eat and not being able to vote and um, and not being able to uh, plan their families. This is, you know, um, this is really serious stuff. And so the answer to your question about about whether we can change minds, maybe we can if we <clears throat> if we approach it in that way and say um, we're not trying to tell you how to vote, how to choose your party. We're trying to tell you 
how serious these issues are and what the consequences of, of these laws will be. I have to say there is not, that's exactly how I feel. And there's not a single thing. The magic of the record for me is that there's no overtly partisan statements on it. It is all anecdotal stories that present, you know, people's individual experience as a North Carolinian. And there are references to political figures, but right. you know, and that, that, you know, that, recant incidents that are on the record you know what i mean but there's no we're not uh we're not petitioning people to vote this way or vote that way as caitlin said we're presenting just situations and truths and we're saying in our opinion this is you know this is a human based movement you know humanity is the what's being discussed here or the environment in the case of the environment which is a big issue for me i don't think you know Drinking uh, clean water and breathing the cleanest air possible is has anything to do with whether you're a Republican or a Democrat. That's a moral issue for me. How we leave our planet for the next generation is a moral issue for me. And I couldn't be more mad that people have pulled that into, you know, a partisan subject. That's all moral for me. Definitely. So, you know, that that's just what I would say that, you know, don't think that when you throw this record on, it's going to be. Uh, and we went through this, you know, Caitlin and I, when we were going through the song submissions for the gorilla side, there were a lot of people who did cool stuff, but I think they missed one of the early things we stumbled onto as like a core component of what needs to be there. And that, you know, their stuff was really angry and had none of the other components we talked about earlier, or it was, um, you know, really sort of preachy in a way that we didn't want. We didn't want, you know, what do people say when they go see a maybe like a Michael Moore movie that makes some valid points? Absolutely. But they're like, it's so over the top that I'm just going to dismiss it immediately. You know, so we didn't want to fall into that because if you just present, look, here are some guys who are who have never even seen a, a birth, you know, and who are going to go make some legislations that, you know, are going to have something to do with, you know, women's health. It's just ridiculous. That's not a political thing. That's a that's a moral ridiculousness, you know. Right. I think name calling, which is exactly I mean, to 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 refer to the moral Monday as Marxist Monday. That's sort of that's what we didn't want to do. We didn't want this to be a name calling or a, a or a negative. I mean, it needs to be unifying because 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 these issues are so broad and and sweeping and uh, you know they speak for themselves is my point the the what's what's happening yeah the issues speak for themselves we don't have to go out and say a bunch of hyped up language that's super aggressive because if you just present what's happening here right now your average person you, we give them the benefit of the doubt somebody with a head on their shoulders they can just look at the facts and say you know what thanks for just presenting it to me and I'll draw my own conclusions and we we try to do that as much as possible and you know, that's far more effective than hitting somebody over the head, I think. Definitely. And um, one of the things that you see, uh, you know, at the peak of the protest song popularity, I guess, was that there was a whole lot of general discontent among the civilians and the people that were following this movement. Um, what do you think led to a decrease in this following? And do you think that music, I guess yours in particular, um, has the capacity to decrease the apathy that a lot of people have? <laughs> That's a really big question. I feel like I, I, I've raised my hand several times and said that as a, I mean, I've never not voted, but I, I, I think I got a little, uh, a little 
um, slack there, thinking that North Carolina was headed in this progressive direction. It took this this um, <laughs> uprising to bring me around. I mean, it started way before us, obviously, the um, the reaction to, to this legislation. And it sort of started with a big fight around Amendment 1, I think, that people started to really coalesce around the idea that, whoa, our state is going in a direction that we don't want it to go. Um, I mean, music, I, I think it does have a unique power to to go out in, I mean, they think these songs have jobs. Like each song, mm. it can do it can do some work. I mean, it's, we're, we're trying to raise money with the sales of this record, which is, you know, we know that's a, <laughs> we know making money on records is not the, uh, the thing we're trying to give money to, to some progressive organizations on the front lines of this fight. But, but really what we're doing is giving, um, is giving these songs out and hoping that pe that people in the movement can use them and, uh, you know, use them for, to raise awareness, use them to bring young people to the vote, use them to say, hey, um, cool people are thinking about these issues too. Not, I'm not <clears throat> calling myself cool, but there are some <laughs> cool people on the record <laughs> who have young fans who, right. who, who this could be a clarion call to, to them, I hope. I'm going to go on record and say that I think Kaylin Carey is super cool. Aww. I think a good Second bit of people in. would say so. <laughs> But I guess you can't call yourself cool no, you on can't. the radio not, as well. That, that's cool. not, cool. not cool. It's not cool. Right. It's about the art of being cool, man. <laughs> but um, so I'm interested in seeing what you guys plan on pulling out for the live show without giving away too many surprise details. You know, like, is this going to be exclusively um, album work or are you guys going to have a lot of, like, pulling from the community kind of like it was when it all started? There'll be a lot of holograms. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Tupac is Tupac gonna be there? <laughs> so when we're gonna do our Marxist cult initiations. Okay. There <laughs> That's will right. be a seance. BYO candle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. For real, um, we are gonna the the uh, uh, a big cohort of the Love Army will be up there playing the the five Love Army songs, and then some Gorilla Ciders are gonna play, and we're gonna have um, a lot of our members play some of their own music and or their favorite other protest music or their own moral songs we're kind of opening up the stage to to allow everybody in this collective to have a little more time to say what's on their mind which i think is really cool because everyone everyone has their own um songs to to has their own song to sing <laughs> you know but but that's i think that's this concert will be a great opportunity for, I mean, beyond the politics, if you want a little taste of um, cool music in North Carolina, there's going to be a big cross-section of folks that you'll be excited to see performing. Yeah, that's that's the thing I would say is that, you know, there's a there's a, a whole lot of just amazing music happening. There's a crack house band that's going to sort of be like a six, seven piece. Uh, <laughs> I mean, wow, I just I said what to make of that. Oh, wow. Good catch. Go good catch. Good catch. <laughs> there is a very snazzy, amazing uh sort of main house band that will be stacked full of awesome people. Then as Caitlin said, there are the mini sets. Uh, I do want to say, I think we can go ahead and tell you, um, cause we're kind of trying to, like you said, keep some surprises, but our friend, 
the apple juice kid is going to do awesome. uh, an appearance. And as you, your listeners may know, he's a super great uh, participant in a lot of really cool projects like the Beat Lab project with very uh, Pierce well known and as well. Very well-known producer and just a really all-around great guy. So he's going to do a really special set that I don't want to give too many details away, but then he'll also do a late night DJ set. Um, and gosh, yeah, uh, just come to it. It's going to be a really fun rock show. If you don't know anything about the record or anything that we're up to, or if you do, you're going to be satisfied either way, but it's just going to be a big, long night full of fun music all around. And, uh, Kaylin was talking about, you know, like some people are going to be pulling out some of their favorite protest songs. What is everyone's respective protest favorite protest song? I know Skylar kind of covered one of hers. I got another um, one. Got yeah, one. I'm sure there's yeah. plenty. I'd love to hear what what was the biggest like, I guess, pull and inspiration from for you guys from these previous protest songs. We're not gonna take it. I'm just kidding. That's another joke. That's a joke. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I can never answer these questions when they come up. What's your favorite record? I never know. And uh, but um, but. I grew up on on Woody Guthrie. I grew up on Pete Seeger and Arlo <laughs> Guthrie, and so there are a million um, and Gene Ritchie and some of the more obscure folk um, folk protest music from the from the fifties. Um, my parents were big folkies, so so that's where I'm coming from. I gotta put in a word for Joni Mitchell, who just has. I mean, all-out protest songs, but also um, lots of protest lyrics, you know. And Woodstock in the song California, um, a whole bunch of great little... She's she's someone who's, she's like, kind of subtle. I love, yeah. slipping it in. It's yeah. not... It's <laughs> not uh, very sneaky. She's very sneaky. Um, okay, well, for me, I won't... I don't want to... Uh, I guess if I said a few of mine, I might spoil some of the surprises for the show. So I won't do that, but I'll echo what both of them said. I mean, <clears throat> all of the Laurel Canyon uh, stuff that, you know, even to this day, Jackson Brown and Joni Mitchell are doing stuff that I'm way into um, in this genre. Neil still does cool stuff. Um, you know, a lot of people um, that you wouldn't really think of are, are politically involved when you just go digging just a little bit down that road, you'll you'll get your mind blown. Um, but I would say you get a sample of kind of what I'm into, um, as a fan and as a listener in the genre at the show. Absolutely. I don't want to tell you now cause it would spoil some exactly. secrets. So. We got, I mean, we already got the apple juice kid announcement, so we can't, <laughs> you guys got to have something left there. Um, and closing things out, um, how, how do you guys plan to move forward with the love army after the album and show have been out? Um, what, what comes next? Well, we're, uh, we're, going to continue to hit hit hard on the media that's um for sure our goal you know this this record needs to have a, a year-long life because it's a year until the election that we hope can change uh the character of the state so so you know we'll be looking for um opportunities for appearances i think that one of the great things that's already been shown is that that this love army can break off into little splinter groups and go off. And we, we, um, a few of us got to, to sing with the Durham common woman chorus last weekend, which was an amazing experience that put us in front of, um, some, some wonderful folks that we wouldn't have otherwise found. So, so collaborating is going to be a lot of fun. I think there'll be some remixes. We're going to be, um, 
remixes of songs on the album to come. Um, there'll be some surprises that way. We're also recording now some new songs, and we'll be dropping little songs along the way. So, so we plan to keep the momentum going because we have to. Um, this can't end with the release of the record. Uh, we got to keep keep working it, and and we plan to. Uh, so. Look for more. We, we do just want to shamelessly say, I mean, the best way to keep up with us is to, we have a pretty legit website now. The um, ncmusicloveArmy.org is a good place to scope us out. Um, we try to try to tumble as much as we can be on there. We, we do, you know, we tweet. We, uh, we're on Facebook. We have, you know, some stuff going on. So we're not too hard to find. I would just encourage people to keep up with, you know, updates online. And as Caitlin said, we are going to keep hitting it hard. So. Fantastic to hear. So stay up to date on the interwebs and you can find out a lot of what's going on with the Love Army. Thank you guys so much for coming in and joining me. Thank you um, so much. You're really a, sweet to have it us. It has Thanks. been my pleasure and we are going to be closing things out for the listeners with, I guess one could say a title track of sorts for the Love Army. Um, this You guys are going to hear the Army of Love. I've been joined by Caitlin Carey, John Lindsay, and Skylar Gadaz for the past hour and the show is tomorrow night as we have been mentioning that is november 30th at the cat's cradle thanks for listening to the first half of the show uh during this second upcoming hour from six to seven you guys are going to get a whole bunch of new and old local music from all around the state of north carolina and signing out for the show this week uh this is grant golden with carolina grown i will be back with a whole bunch more tunes and conversations for you next week
We are. 